Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Alex Romansky. He's got a company called Budsies. You guys are going to love this product and, and the company he's built. And Alex, it is awesome having you on the podcast. <laughs> this is all mine, Justin. I Thanks love so it. Seriously, another Floridian. Um, Alex, talk about Budsies and, and introduce the company to our listening audience. Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, Budsies, uh, we're in the in, in in the custom stuffed animal business. So, uh, people send us their child's artwork. Uh, it can be any drawing, any character, any illustration, and then we go ahead and turn that character into a real stuffed animal. And it started off with uh, just kids' drawings, and that's uh, where we were maybe four or five years ago. And then from there, it ballooned into all sorts of different products. So we make selfies, which is, you know, it's, it's maybe, maybe <laughs> you're not it. very creative. Maybe you're not a good artist, but you have a boyfriend or, or a girlfriend that you really care about. And right. so you send us a photo of a spouse or, or a boss that you want to make a voodoo doll or that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and, nice. and we create... A, a custom stuffed animal doll, uh, kind of like a bobblehead, but much bigger, and you can hug it, and it, it actually plays the voice of, of the person. So those are selfies. And wow. then, wow, uh, I know it's it's really cool. And then from there, we got into Petsies, which is also a brand of ours. <laughs> Petsies, uh, yeah. Yep. So I send you a picture of my dog so, or something, right? Yes, yes, uh, okay. yes. So uh, people people love their dogs and, and cats, and so. Uh, they sent a photo of their dog, cat, horse, rat. We've done snakes, uh, pet crabs. Crabs? Uh, we've done a cow. Oh, my um, gosh. You okay. name it, we've made it. And we make a custom stuffed animal look just like your pet. So that's uh-huh. pet season. Yeah, it's, it's just it's such a fun, fun company because every, every single stuffed animal is unique. And so every stuffed animal has a story behind it. So it's, it's, it's just such a pleasure. Yeah. So Alex, this is so cool. So, I mean, you send a picture and you make a stuffed animal out of it, and, but all of this starts. So let's rewind the clock. All right. How did you decide to start a business in the stuffed animal space and using pictures? Like, I mean, where did this all come from? <laughs> That's a great question <laughs> because my background is definitely not in stuffed right. animal Right. Exactly. I, <laughs> I was running my first company at the time, which, which was a, an online dating app, which I, I exited uh, two years ago now. And and this was just a total side project idea. Uh, I have a, a little sister, Michelle. She is amazing. She's brilliant. Uh, she's 17 now. And uh, she's always been a great doodler, a great artist. And she had this character that she kept drawing over and over again. Uh, it was this, this red pig-looking thing with this really weird snout. And this, uh, this, this antenna on his head, it, it sounds weird, but trust me, it's cute. And she named him Dongler. <laughs> Got and it. So Dongler, uh, and so I'm watching her and, and she's drawing Dongler, but then she's playing with these random dolls, like Mickey, Minnie, uh, whatever Disney dolls she has. And the thought came to me, why is she playing with these mass produced uh, toys? Why can't she be playing with a doll that's her own? Right. One that she created from her own imagination. Yeah. Right. And so Dongler became the very first stuffed animal, and she loved it. And then all, 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 of her, uh, all the kids in the neighborhood wanted one, too. And so this, this side project started to, to roll and roll and roll and roll. 
And now we're, what, over 60,000 uh, unique stuffed animals shipped to, what, 60 different countries around the world? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's been just an amazing journey. Wow. So it starts off, you know, you got your day job and starts as a side hustle, and then you get your demand increases, and all of a sudden it becomes the day job, right? I mean, so how did you figure out, though, how to make stuffed animals or how to make them even out of a picture? I mean, how do you figure that out? Right, 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 right. Uh, that's, that's a great question because uh, believe me, if you walk into a factory and say, uh, I would like uh, one of each, right. uh, the factory will laugh you out of the building. That is not how <laughs> right. factories work. Quantity, right? right. A, factory, <laughs> a factory is designed for mass production. And so th- this is not their model. And so to, to overcome this, if I tell you the the number of uh, the the amount of money I've spent on this, it, it'll make me sad. I'm not going to say <laughs> it, but but I spent so much money on software on the back end that allows this to happen. So my background is is not in manufacturing, but my background is in software. Got and so it. we developed yep. such an amazing systems on the back end, which which accept the users at work. We have a team of of designers and art directors here in Florida. And then we have a whole ecosystem on the back in the background uh, beyond anything that our customers see with our own internal apps and QR codes and all sorts of amazing wizardry uh, that allows all this to happen behind the scenes. To the customer, it's extremely simple. So if, if, if there's one thing I've, I've learned with dealing with consumers, keep it as simple as you possibly can. Sure, so absolutely. As far as, as, far as, a, as a customer is concerned, they just upload their photo from their phone, from Facebook, from Google Drive, uh, into a platform. They describe the picture and, and they check out. That's it. Wow. Like they're, they're insulated. Very uh, after that, it falls on us. And then it's on us to get them informed along the way. But it's super simple for the customer. Wow. Yeah. So you've built a process that makes it easy uh, for a, a customer to engage and, and work through the process. So, But how have you grown? So you talk about you know, Michelle and her first picture, and then the neighbors want one too. There's a big difference between that and you know, enough demand to launch a, a company, right? A global company and, and now delivered what you said, 60, more than 60,000 plushes. So how did, what's your growth model? How, did, how have people found you? Uh, that's a great question. You know, uh, what you said about a minute ago, uh, the recap of, of how it went from a side hustle to this big company and you made it sound so easy. Right. I, and, and <laughs> I know it's I'm not. Thinking, wow, that, that sounds great. Right. Give me that company. Right. Uh, no. So it was. It was definitely not easy. I uh, and in fact, I'd say in the in the first year, uh, there were two times when I was really about to call it quits and walk away. Uh, it. I, I'll say it started with the mommy bloggers. So uh, ah, as you might remember, especially about five years ago or so, uh, that was a really strong time for mommy bloggers. And so uh, I would spend day and night uh, emailing bloggers all around the world, sharing this concept, offering them free samples, uh, trying to get this kind of grassroots word of mouth going. And then, you know, the uh, the other thing that we have going for us is uh, this product is very visual. And so as I was, as I was launching this company, I, I knew even then that, uh, you know, at the time, Instagram was taking off and, and Facebook's algorithms were adjusting to favor uh, uh, images over just text updates. And so uh, our our product, you can really tell the whole story with one picture, right? It's, it's a photograph of a child holding a, uh, a, a drawing in one hand 
and their Budsy stuffed animal in the other. And so it's a very visual product. And so we've spent so much time and resources on, on creating uh, this ecosystem of content around our, our products. That is so funny. I love on your website how you picture of the dog next to the plush. It's hilarious. Um, all right. So oh, yeah. I, I, it's so hilarious. That's <laughs> like a wiener dog. Um, all right. But back to the story <laughs> here. Uh, so, but here's one interesting thing. When I was doing my homework on you and your, your business, I, I thought it was really interesting and, and amazing that you're partnering with companies like Kellogg's and Gap, Drawing Desk. I mean, that's pretty awesome. You've got some great brands you've worked with. How did you engage with them or how did they engage with you? Like what brought those partnerships to life? So most of the, of the time, the partnerships are literally cold outbound uh, outreach. Uh, but I will say, looking back, uh, uh, some words of caution. Uh, when working with really big brands, sure, those brands usually don't don't move very quickly, right? And so, <laughs> true. Every partnership, uh, just the the, the legalese stage alone of, of getting a signed contract can take one or even two years. And so the amount of money you spend on just attorney fees right. might outweigh whatever profit you'll make off that deal. No doubt. Uh, at imagine. the same time, if you partner with other startups, uh, a friend of mine uh, has this great an- analogy recently where he said it's, it, it's like two, two mountain climbers who, as, as a startups, they're, uh, they can't quite find the right ropes to hold on to. And so they hold on to each other. And so partnering with, 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 uh, with a, a second startup is like two folks trying to find traction and, and instead uh, holding on to each other. So that has uh, some risks as well. So honestly, for us, what's worked really well is focusing on our core, on our values, on our amazing products, and focusing on our customers and just inspiring our customers to become the evangelists of our products, right? If, if, if you create a great product and create a great relationship with that customer that extends beyond just the physical item, those customers will, will, will love you, love your brand, and then, and then evangelize the brand to their friends. And so I, I buzzed, as I said, every, every product, whether it's a Budsy of a child's artwork, uh, a, a stuffed animal of a teenager's illustration, if they're into anime or manga, or if it's a, a pet, for example, if, if, if somebody's pet passed away and they get a pet key of their past pet, Every one of those stuffed animals has a strong personal Affinity. emotional no story. doubt. Yeah, it's exactly. like a connection exactly. point, and then you, you build by worth of word of mouth. Well, talk about uh, the Waggables. I know that was one of the things we had talked about before the podcast was the launch of the your new product Waggables. Talk about that. Yeah, so uh, we just launched Waggables. It's, it's at Waggables dot com. Uh, they are adorable. They're about. Eight inches. I've got three of them in, in, in my room right now. They're these eight-inch plushies. They're these plush balls. And the cool thing about them is that uh, you can go on waggables.com and customize your own uh, plush ball to look like your pet. Oh, that's so hilarious. what we found was that uh, from Petsies, uh, we found that some people wanted just like a very uh, fun and quick way to, to give a, a cool gift to a pet owner. And so here, for a very reasonable price, they go online, uh, they play with the customizer, they create uh, a, a waggables of, of the pet. It, it arrives in a few weeks, and it's just a really, really fun gift for a spouse or a boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing. Uh, but uh, something cool that we found recently, and this is not something that we predicted, was that families are now coming to the site 
and kids are having fun on the customizer ah, designing, designing the, their, their, own, their own toys. That right. is very so, cool. So, yeah. So, whereas with Budsies, that's basically a, a blank canvas and the kid draws uh, whatever character is in their mind. Maybe uh, some, uh, some kids don't want to start uh, with a blank canvas. They want to play with something. And so here, the family comes together and the kids choose like the body color, the texture, floppy ears, pointy ears, this eye color, that eye color. They, uh, they put their names on, uh, on the belly of the waggable. It's just a really cute little gift and, and, and families love it. So that's, that's not something that we anticipated, but it's sure. a really cool use case. Well, and the difference here is you're not like taking a photo of a dog or pet, for example, and then replicating that with, right? You're, uh, it's more of a customizer, your plush. Is that, isn't that the difference versus like your budsies? That's exactly right. So with petsies, I mean, our, our petsies, are, are, are basically lookalikes of your pet. So if you go onto mypetsies.com or you uh, check out Petsies on, on Instagram, uh, there's a bunch of photos of customers who, who, who put their, their real pet next to their Petsy and take a photo. And <laughs> we, we have to take double takes. In fact, this morning, this morning I walked into the office and, and, and like jerked back because, because I, I thought I was like about to step on a real dog. These Pepsi's look fanatically oh, uh, realistic. So funny. And I'm, so I'm on the site right now. It's hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah. So if you want something that like really looks like your dog, and these are really detailed and airbrushed, like every right. spot and and whisker and detail is, is in there, then Pepsi's are for oh you. My gosh, if you want hilarious. something kind of fun and cute uh, uh, for for a pet lover in your life, uh, check out Waggable. I love this. I just love the options, and so. You know, you've you know, you've launched your newest product here, Waggable. So, what's next as you think about growth for the business and expanding? Obviously, awareness um, of your products and your platform. But any, what other new products are you thinking of down the road? You know, for the last four years, we've been launching brand after brand after brand. Besides what was mentioned so far, we have the Budsies Market. We have the uh, the Pepsi Stars, which is where you can buy a plush of of. Uh, of celebrity pets. We have so many different brands. <laughs> right. And, and uh, this past weekend, I went with our, our, our management team and we took an offsite to, to San Francisco, which is an amazing thing to do. And I, I recommend every founder take a break, take a step back, take your team and just get away from the office and really think from a very high level about your business, where you're going, what are your values? Are you aligned on those values? Are you aligned on the three-year vision or five-year vision uh, that you have? And what we found was that we have amazing alignment, but we need to 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 focus on 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 some internal innovation before we do more external innovation. So rather uh, than view uh, products as being just customer-facing, I think the next round of products are going to be more internal-facing. Of wow, we're scaling so quickly. We've gotten to We've grown to more people, to larger offices, to to just amazing production quantities. We need to 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 create better process to uh, to support that. So uh, over the next uh, couple months into the holiday season, our goal is to focus inward and 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 build the the foundation. Now I say that, but I'm sure that uh, tonight. I'll wake up at three in the morning and just start penning <laughs> have the, another the idea. Next idea. <laughs> right. But, but I'm doing my best 
to curb my tendency. I, I totally get that. Well, you know, you shared some really cool lessons learned with us um, as we've gone along here. What the the one you just mentioned around you know, getting your team out of the office and, and aligning on vision mission, which I think is so key. You mentioned you know, some of the things to think about when you're thinking about partnering, right, with big companies or small. What other uh, key lessons have you learned over the last couple of years as you've gone through this process of launching the company and launching these products? Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent question. So I think the the best lesson learned, and this goes especially for entrepreneurs who want to focus on a product-based business, is to launch new products as efficiently as possible and for as little money as possible. I think too many founders, especially first-time founders, and I'll use myself as an example. My first company was an online dating app. And I must have spent, gosh, probably nearly $100,000 on, on developing this, this app, this, this beautiful website, beautiful app. And what I failed to, to realize was that the, the, the proof of having a successful company there was not the app and website. It's having the people go to the app right, and, use the and actually website, use right? it. So right. actually use it. So I had this beautiful website with zero people oh. at the time of launch. <laughs> right. Which is, uh, so, uh, uh, my theory now is that I strongly believe that you can launch most any con- uh, consumer product or, or at least get traction for $20,000 or less. So you should not be spending any more than that to figure out uh, how to launch a company and, and finding traction with your customers. Sure. Even getting prototypes made and vetting those with potential customers, right? I mean, that's... That's important. And you're right. Even if you have to go overseas and do some sort of moldings and things like that, you can still do that for under the 20K. That's exactly right. So what other lessons have you learned? Is I love that one around the the budget. And, and I think the temptation, like you said, is to go overspend on it because you're making the perfect solution for someone that nobody may want, right? But what other things have, have you experienced? Uh, I think another one is that when a, uh, when a company first launches, it's about the product, right? So our our first year, the reason why our company was great was because of the high affinity towards our our stuffed animals. It was it, uh, it was a cool product. Uh, there was a wow factor that was great, but a product doesn't make a company, right? A product is just a product. What kept us going, and what allowed us to keep growing and adding product lines and supporting those product lines, are the people, and so. I'd say in, in the first year, right, focus on the product and the process and all that. After that, focus on, on the culture, focus on the people. So our culture is, is incredible. We, we, we focus on ownership. So everybody in the team owns their, the, their segment, their, their division or their project. There's no micromanagement. That's very important to us. And, and, and everybody on the team sees growth uh, because I believe that uh, if your team employees uh, don't feel a sense of growth, then they're going to get bored and leave. And so uh, creating a culture where your employees love coming to work every day and, and, and creating a culture where they're free to innovate and make mistakes, and that's okay. Like I've, I've, I've intentionally uh, watched and uh, as as my employees have made mistakes, knowing that they're making mistakes, but it's okay because they have to be okay doing that. They have to be okay failing. So uh, I, I'd say 
uh, at the start, focus on the product, but then really, really focus on your employees, on, on your culture. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm just, I'm so proud of the people we have and, and the people we're going to have because we're hiring another three people in the next, in the next two weeks. So <laughs> That's awesome. If, Congratulations anybody, on that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So is anybody in, in South Florida who uh, uh, wants to join a really fast growing company at a cool stage in our life cycle? Uh, find me on, on LinkedIn. Ah, and, and love it. I will make sure this will be posted on LinkedIn. We'll tag you on that. That's awesome. Well, I um I couldn't let you go without asking you about Shark Tank. And you know, I think anybody with an idea and that creates a product, you know, maybe even a prototype and thinks they want to launch it, inevitably Shark Tank comes up, right? Should you do it? Should you not? What is, is it worth it? Or, or even something similar to Shark Tank. What's your take on that from your perspective versus kind of going it alone and finding your own partners? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love was, it. That was very easy. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it, uh, uh, if you can do Shark Tank, uh, you, sh- you, you should do it. Uh, it is a show that I found to be very supportive and very founder friendly. I've been on some other kind of TV media stuff that it was overwhelming and, and, and very antagonistic. Uh, here, uh, everybody on the set, from the producers to the assistants, everybody was so warm and welcoming and helpful. And it was just a, a very great uh, uh, ambiance aura that was very pro-entrepreneur and pro-founder. And so <laughs> I, awesome. really, I really enjoyed that experience. Uh, obviously, the exposure on, on national TV is awesome. The reruns are the gifts. Uh, the, uh, it keeps on giving. giving. That's right. Uh, and as, as far as uh, partners and investors, I, I think that that's really up to each founder. Uh, I personally think that you, you can probably raise uh, funding for for cheaper elsewhere. Uh, right. But if you can't, then uh, uh, then Shark Tank's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, last but not least, Alex, and this has been so much fun. Uh, I can, by the way, can't wait to go. I'm, I've got three dogs. I'm going to go on and do Petsy after podcast but um so tell our audience where they can find you how they can engage and uh and really jump into your products awesome so uh we have two actually now three main websites budsies.com that's the parent company b-u-d-s-i-e-s.com that's uh, that's where you'll find all the characters from drawings uh mypetsies.com m-y-p-e-t-s-i-e-s.com those are the amazing Pet lookalikes and then waggables, W A G G A B L E S dot com. And all those have Instagram accounts. Uh, I definitely recommend the, the Buzzies account on Instagram for super cute kiddos yep. and the Petsies <laughs> account because you just have to see the dog next to the stuffed animal. I and, know. And, I know. <laughs> and play which is which. <laughs> I, I love I, it. I dare you. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna get three made, and then I'm gonna have those here at my house, and that will be my photo that I that I launch when we get this podcast on the air. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, Alex, Fantastic. thank you Fantastic. so much, man. Thanks for so much for jumping on the podcast. I love your company. I'm excited for you, and man, I can't wait to follow your growth and have you back on. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for having me, Justin. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.